Welcome, Welcome to, to Hide, Hide and Sleep, Sleep a paranormal, paranormal podcast. podcast. I'm Alana Gill. And I'm Dan Gill. And thanks for listening. We hope this podcast is as informative as it is spooky. We will be talking about everything from paranormal stories, haunted hotels, haunted locations, unsolved paranormal mysteries and cases, horror movies, and more. We invite you to subscribe and spread the word. So sit back, grab a flashlight, and burn some sage, because things are about to get spooky. Hey everyone, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. So this is our third episode and I hope that you are ready for some spooks. Um, As you know, Halloween is our favorite, favorite, favorite holiday. Um, One, because we love spooky shit. Two, because I'm low-key a witch. Um, (laughs) 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 I have powers and this is the day that I can be my witchy self without people judging me. So this is is the day to tap into the witchy warlock wizard vibes yeah like witchy vibes all day long i feel like october itself is like the month for witches but all my witches out there every month is for us but the month of october is really for us you know what i'm saying it's kind of like the black history month for witches oh my god you know what (laughs) girl you are bugging (laughs) (laughs) all the way bugging right now I'm this I'm black. Just just an FYI, I am a black woman. Girl, so, I think they got that from the the cover art. Before <laughs> so before anybody comes for me, please know that I am a black woman. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm just. You know what, Dan? Edit that part out. <laughs> I can't because it's all mixed in with everything else. <laughs> so just okay, on. people, just forget so. that. We want to wish you all a happy Halloween, and we yeah. hope you guys are getting your horror movie fixing or whatever Halloween traditions or Halloween movies you want to watch tonight. Make sure you have a little marathon. Pop yeah. some popcorn, sit back, and enjoy. Yeah, actually, like I worked from home today, and I sat and I watched Coraline. Um, I watched Goosebumps. Um, I watched Freddy vs. Jason. I've been watching Halloween movies all month long. I haven't. I haven't watched as much as I should, but um, yeah. Today has been a very uh, Halloween day. I actually did not get candy for trick-or-treaters, and a couple of them have knocked on my door. And I've had to answer and tell them, you know, kind of forgot this year. Ended up giving a couple of kids a bag of popcorn. That's all I had in my apartment. <laughs> They were pretty grateful. Um, their parents had a little shocked look on their faces, but I mean, it's better than nothing. Um, but yeah, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Honestly, everybody that knows me knows Halloween is my favorite holiday. Next comes my birthday, which is Flag Day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's jump into the podcast content. So you know, we start. All of our podcasts off with the state of fear, which is talking about mysteries and unsolved cases from all over the U.S. So going next in our list, we have Arizona and Arkansas. Mm. So I'll be talking about the Arizona case and a lot of what we'll be talking about the Arkansas case. Yep. 
So for Arizona, we have searching for Robert Fisher. So Robert William Fisher is one of the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives. He's wanted for the murder of his wife and two kids and for blowing up the house in which they lived in Scottsdale, Arizona on April 10, 2001. Fisher was the only suspect in the case. He disappeared the night of the fire and hasn't been found since. Mm. It's possible he committed suicide, but equally possible he's living under an assumed identity. The FBI is offering $100,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. And so they're saying that if he is alive today, he would be 55 years old. Well, this actually be 50 around 58 years old now, almost 60, mm-hmm. around six feet tall. And when he was last seen, he was weighing 190 pounds. Uh, they say he might bear a little resemblance to, the, I guess, the pictures they posted from him back in 2001 when they last seen him. And what happened on the night of the incident was at... Between 9.30 and 10.15, there was an argument that was taking place that neighbors had overheard. And he ended up, when the police finally got to the scene, um, they said that his wife, Mary Fisher, 38 years old at the time, was discovered with her throat slit Mm. and a gunshot wound in the back of her head. Uh, The daughter, Brittany, who was 12, and the son, Bobby, who was 10, had their throat slit from ear to ear. And their bodies were so badly burned that they were barely recognizable. And all three were found in their beds. And so the clues had pointed to the husband, Robert Fisher, who friends had told investigators he was very aggressive, controlling, and he was in an unhappy marriage. Mm -hmm. So before fleeing the scene, investigators said that Robert Fisher severed a gas line in the home poured flammable liquid throughout the property and lit a candle, causing the house to explode and burn to the ground. And then at 10.43 that same night, uh, he was... So apparently he was a respiratory tech at a medical clinic, Mm -hmm. an avid hunter, and an outdoorsman. And so that same night he appeared on an ATM camera with Mary Fisher's Toyota 4Runner in the background in which 10 days later, the forerunner was discovered abandoned in a remote pine forest in northern Arizona. So when the car was found in that area, police suspected that he was hiding out there in the mountains, canyons, and caves. So they scoured the area and found no signs of him. So they still have several theories about what he's doing. Some are saying that he's living off the grid. There's some theories saying that he's living with someone but changed his identity, name, and background. And the family of Mary Fisher still lives in Arizona, and they're still involved in the investigation. And the FBI says that they don't forget what happened, and they're going to keep them on the top ten list until they feel like they've exhausted all means to find him or prove that he's dead. Oh, my God. Like, I'm just, while you were talking, I Googled uh, him and the family, and I, the kids beautiful beautiful kids and honestly if you google a picture of of the guy he's fairly attractive he's a fairly attractive guy like his family looks happy in the photos 
like I I'm actually at a loss for words with this because it's like how could you do something like this like your wife yeah just so in it like they have it's, why why choose to kill them when you can just leave when you can literally just leave like but the fact that like what gets me about your um your story is that the people that know him are saying all these negative things like he's aggressive and he's controlling like where were you guys when he was acting like this prior to this situation you know what i'm saying like if he expressed aggressive and controlling behaviors throughout this marriage and with his kids and with his family did you guys stop him did you guys try to intervene i mean some people just don't feel like getting involved in other people's um relationships but but if if it takes for him to commit a crime like this for people to come out and say like he's this he's that then he must have exhibited this type of stuff many times before mm-hmm. you know like in the fact I mean, that the, the neighbors heard like the arguments happening mm. and they didn't call the cops about anything so they were one of those people who none of my business no you know how i am my, as soon as i hear my neighbors arguing i'm like do i need to call 911 it sounds bad up there do I need to call somebody because I will but the thing is it's like kids and his wife and it's just like but why and the fact that it's like unknown you know like not unknown but like it's unresolved like they don't know why he did it (laughs) is even more strange like you know sometimes situations like this happen and it's like it comes out like oh the wife wanted a divorce or there was a mistress yeah. Or something, you know, like financial problems. Like, there's no reason for his actions. I mean, that very well could be the case, but we will never know because they can't find him. And then the wife. Let murdered. me play, let me play the devil's advocate with this. Not not saying he didn't commit the crime, but what if this is a case where somebody else did it? Like, mm. oh, do you hear that? Yeah, it sounded like a circuit or something. Mm, okay, well, I'll skip that. But um, so what if it's a case of, you know, like somebody else committing this crime? So like, say he was tied into like some shady deal or, you know, something like that. And somebody did something to his family. And he knew that he would be blamed for it. So he left and he kind of like you know because it's hard to believe that he didn't do it when there's no other suspects yeah i mean like that could be what happened there's so many things that could have happened that we'll never know no yeah for sure but speculation is like speculation is like the number one thing that's going to happen because it's unresolved so it's like what are the top stories or like the top things that could have happen in this situation because the fact that it's been since 2001 is when this happened he's he's almost 60 now 18 years 18 years since Mm -hmm. this has happened and there has been no sight of him whatsoever like none that's a little strange really low-key like either that or he knows people that 
are, you know, keeping, you know, his identity private or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, he definitely is going under another identity because I feel like if he were to use his name anywhere, it would immediately be flagged by the FBI. So, question for you. Did it say what his, like, career was? Uh, He was a surgical catheter technician, a respiratory therapist, and Mm -hmm. he also was a fireman, apparently. And a fireman. I wonder what his wife did. I don't know what she did. Hmm. I'm like just trying to understand like his background to see like what mm, I don't know. Like, did he have mob ties or something? Like, like what the heck? Are, do they have mobs in Arizona? I feel like they have mobs everywhere, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Arizona is like <laughs> out there, out there. I mean, it definitely is out there, but. Like there, there is a chance that they they could have them. I mean, I feel like mobs can be pretty much anywhere. I mean, looking at this family picture, it doesn't. She don't look like a mob wife. I mean, they looked like the you know like the ideal American family. Mm-hmm. Mom with the blonde hair, you know, like cute little girl with like the bob cut, and like her brother, you know, with the cute little haircut, and the dad looks, you know, like very manly and, you know, protective and strong, you know, like they just look like mm-hmm. a happy family. And I mean, granted, pictures can definitely mask a lot of pain and stuff like that. But from the looks of them, it doesn't seem like he could do something like that. But then again, you never yeah. know. You literally never know. Sure. All right, let's hear about Arkansas. Mm, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> I wonder why the, the S is silent, but whatever. Um, yeah, so my story is about the Gurdon Light. And people from Arkansas, please, if I'm saying it wrong, let me know how to pronounce it because I'm just going to say how it looks. Um, so ever since the 1930s, a floating light appears above the railroad tracks near Gurdon, sometimes late in October. I'm getting it vibes. I can't. <laughs> so it's not a dispute whether the light actually appears because thousands of people have actually been able to see it. But the mystery is what causes the light to appear. So some believe it's the ghost of William McLean, who was a railroad worker who was murdered in 1931. Um, so others believe it's a natural phenomenon caused by swamp gas or rock quartz beneath the land. Um, the Gurdon light always seems to get illuminated during Halloween. Um, it's not the light that, you know, people are actually really worried about, but it's like, you know, kind of like the time of year that it comes. Like, why is it not showing up in June or like mm-hmm. January? Why is it showing up during like the spooky month? So according to Very some legend, yep, someone died there. But there are so many versions of what story is actually true. So several plausible explanations ex- explanations i can't with myself (laughs) (laughs) explanations exist but none can be proven one of them is that the light is coming from headlights along i-30 a couple miles away the problem with that one is that people saw the light in the 1930s when there were no interstates um Also, another possibility is swamp gas, like I said earlier. But the problem with that is the light appears in all types of weather and retains its shape. 
So um, in the Encyclopedia of Arkansas History, there's a story of a rail worker, which I mentioned above, William McLean, who fell into the path of a train and his head was severed. Um, actually, no, that's a different story. Sorry, scratch that. So it's not William McLean. It's a different um, railroad okay. worker who fell into the path of a train and his head was severed. And the light is supposedly the lantern his ghost uses to look for his severed head. So the last one is about William McLean. Um, and in this story, um, the phenomenon is attached to his ghost. So uh, what can be verified is that in 1931, a railroad foreman, Will McLean, was murdered by a member of his crew named Louis McBride in July 1932. And for that crime, McBride was executed. And that's a fact well documented on the website and in Arkansas history. And according to that legend, Gordon Light is a railroad lantern swinging from the hand of the deceased man's ghost. Um, so that is the story with this one. That is wild. Like seeing a random light floating. Yeah, in, in October, which is literally the spookiest month of the entire year. Like, I wonder, like, where is it? So it's appearing above the railroad tracks. Yeah. Like so in it, the sky? Yeah, it's in the sky. So if you look, if you Google Gurdon Light, you'll actually see it. Like, it looks like an orb. Like a legit orb. Like, it's so strange. It's like, it's it's so weird. <laughs> like, it legit looks like an orb <laughs> in the sky. It's literally giving me, like, Pennywise vibes. Oh, my God. Oh, like when he was coming down into that cave? You know, like how, like, the kids had to look into the light. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But it's so strange because it's like it goes away after October. But yeah, comes back in October. I, I wonder if people actually try and follow the light, though. I'm sure they have. Like, or if it's at all possible to even follow it, or does it, like, just diminish at some point? I mean... Let's see. There's a YouTube video on it. I'm definitely not going to play it right now because my mic will pick up that noise and it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looking at the pictures, it doesn't seem like it's a light that you can follow. Like it's we'll, an. We'll, we'll post the link on our Twitter or something. Yeah, we'll post the link to it. But it's definitely just a random floating light that. You know, like sometimes when you see an orb in pictures, you can't see it in person. It's picked up from mm -hmm. like light refraction and things like that. But here people actually see this in person. Like when you talk about Gurdon light, people are like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Like, oh, like I'll take you down there. Like in one of the things that I read online, like one of the researchers who like, you know, researches hauntings and things like that. Mm -hmm. actually you know read about this and was just like you know what i want to go down there and see it so before he went down and saw it he talked to some people in the town and they're all like yeah the garden light da -da 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 -da. and he's like you know what i'm just gonna go down there and look and he didn't think that anything would really be there he thought it was just like a local legend folklore and he said he like went down there and he saw the light and he was like oh my god like <laughs> this is real like it's an actual light like it's not anything hanging. It's not, you know, like somebody holding a flashlight trying to scare everyone. It's legit. Like it's a legit light. So he was just like, okay, like this is real. And like, there's no actual cause for it. But like I said, it's unknown. It's like, it's unresolved. So people are just going to speculate where the light is coming from. And like, it's, 
easiest to say like, oh, it's coming from like a light on the interstate or from like the swamp and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. that can't even be proven. So my theory is that it is definitely a ghost because we all know that orbs of different shapes and and colors are different things. And I believe that during that time of year, this ghost just appears not to scare anyone, but just kind of like to be back at the place where he died, you know, like it's kind of like, oh, this is the time to show yourself. Definitely the time to show yourself. And the fact that it usually appears around Halloween is like, "Mm, you're really trying to scare some people, huh? But it's like a family run prank that's been Going for like going for since the 1930s. 80 years. <laughs> we're, right, we're gonna start this prank. We're not gonna tell anybody. We're just gonna keep the family tradition that we do it every Halloween season. That would be super shitty. <laughs> 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 but that's a good idea. I, I honestly might adopt that idea. Like just, just to don't, don't say anything. Just keep it in the, like a family secret. And see if like the history books pick it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See if the folklore picks up. Yeah, ooh, that's good. And then at some point, when it reaches a certain year, we start giving clues to this prank. And then, like, it's like a little treasure map or something. And then when they reach, like, a crypt, they'll open something up. And then it'll be, like, some dusty and cobweb-like paper. And then they open it up and it's like, gotcha, bitches. It's been a joke. (laughs) (laughs) You will be so mad. <laughs> Honestly, Dan, let's do it. Honestly. Like, that would be a waste of everyone's time. It would not be a waste. I think it would be the biggest joke in literal US. It would be a, the biggest joke, but people Actually, would be so upset that they wasted their time just to find that. Our freaking Trump is the biggest joke in US history, so. Girl, we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> no politics on this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so now it is yoga, boy. Okay, so you, everyone knows I love movies. Mm-hmm. And what better time to talk about movies than Halloween? Halloween. And especially given all the different Halloween themed movies out there and scary movies, horror movies, and movies just for the tradition. Mm. So there are a list of like. Halloween movies that are recommended watches that we decided to take a few from. And, of course, number one, Halloween, the Michael Myers franchise. We got The Shining, Mm. Hocus Pocus, which is also another Halloween big shot movie, classic, and Nightmare on Elm Street. So, I mean, there are also a bunch of others that definitely are Halloween go-tos. Um, I know I've, so far I've watched Halloween, Halloween Town, mm. Twitches, I've seen Hocus Pocus, I threw Casper in there, Edward Scissorhands, mm. The Craft. Ooh, The Craft. Um, I want to watch Practical Magic. Oh, 
I love Practical Magic. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Right. Oh, my God. Yo, that is such a good movie. I actually had my boyfriend watch it. I think it was, like, maybe our, like, second month together. I was like, oh, this is such a good movie. And he literally was like, no, this is really good. He was into it. And I'm just like, <laughs> see, I know. I know. And he actually said, like, you know, like the in the portion of the movie where Nicole Kidman gives um the guy that potion or whatever. And yeah. it kind of like makes him in love with her. And my that boyfriend potion. goes, did you, did you give that to me? Because and I was like, yeah, get Bye. out. You better stop being so cute. You, <laughs> you better stop being so cute. But you know what? Like I said, I'm a little witch. So I did a little spelly spell. Girl, um, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning of <laughs> honestly, all I did was hold a, a rose quartz, and I was like, "Let him love me as much as I love him, universe." <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, though, like my boyfriend really loves me, like he's the ish. But you know what? Some people that listen to this podcast, I'm not gonna say any names because he's my brother's <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> Told me not to talk about my relationships up here. <laughs> and if you listen to this, DM me on Instagram because you know I'm talking about you. Told me not to talk about my relationships on the podcast, so I'm gonna keep it real short. But yes, that's what my boyfriend did during that movie. Um, but I love Practical Magic, love it. Um, for Halloween, I'm mostly into like. This is gonna sound like weird, but like the childish type of Halloween movie. So like. You mentioned Halloween Town, Casper. Um, I love that Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, Meet the and Wolfman. That the is my. Yeah. Movie. Especially that, that song at the end. I really be getting it. It's so good. It honest, like I love to watch that stuff. Um, so I haven't seen Hocus Pocus this year though. But like I feel like I make up for it throughout the year because I literally will watch Hocus Pocus throughout the year. So yeah, all these Halloween movies I watch throughout the year anyway, and well, I watch, watch up until the end yeah. of November, pretty much. I mean, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas is also considered a Halloween movie, but I I tend to watch that more on Christmas time, Christmas, like around Christmas time, yeah. Yeah, oh. it's not really a Halloween movie for me. This is Halloween. Dun dun da da da. I but love. You can't Halloween. go wrong with the horror movie on Halloween. No, I think before I go to sleep tonight. Oh crap! I actually have work to do. Blah. After I do my work, I'm gonna watch some horror movies. I think. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel, you know you're not. Daniel, I think I am. I'm at the age where I feel like I should be able to watch horror movies alone. Oh, and another thing to watch, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, oh my God. Now that show, I honestly, I was a little skeptical about it because like growing up in an era where Sabrina the Teenage Witch was my show, mm-hmm. I was like in my, like, cause I didn't read much about The Chilling Adventures prior to watching it. So in my head, I'm like, oh, it's going to literally mimic Sabrina the Teenage Witch like that was my thought process so when I first started watching it I was like what the hell is this like what is going on so like I did some research and I saw like it's following what is it the comic or something like that it's following yeah like actual yeah it's actually following what it should um and then I started getting into it and like the first time we saw it was when you came to visit me um Mm -hmm. 
to go to like the haunted house and stuff like that. And I was into it. And like I started watching it all over this season. And it is an actually really good show. Like I think the the main actress, her name is like Kiernan Shipka. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that last name wrong, but she is an amazing actress. Like she Mm -hmm. played Sabrina so well. Perfect casting for sure. Like this, the entire cast, every single person is so good. Like I was a little skeptical about Ross Lynch playing Harvey, to be honest with you, because of like his Disney days. But he actually plays a really good Harvey. Like he plays a really, really good Harvey. Like every single person in this series is amazing. Like they play their parts so well. See, I can't really speak to how well they play their parts just because I've never read the comics. Mm, so I'm I mean, not sure like me what, what Harvey is supposed to essentially be like. But I, feel but like- I know Sabrina is supposed to be like a teenage girl who's trying to figure out which side she wants to, I guess, be more in touch with either her human side or her witch side. So, but I mean, Kiernan, Kiernan definitely did her thing. No, I mean, obviously I haven't read the comics either, but like from a watcher's perspective, <clears throat> each of their storylines, like each character has a way of pulling you into their storylines, like Harvey with his brother and his, you know, his, his father who's super aggressive and, you know, all that stuff. And then like jazz who, has like you know the eye issues and all yeah. this stuff. and then Theo who like literally develops into a totally different person um without giving you too much detail like all of their stories just kind of like grow on you and I love that like in in there's a point in the series where you're just kind of like what the hell and it's like when Harvey and Jazz start dating <laughs> and I'm just like in real life. But what I need from this this new season when it eventually comes out is um I need to know like Nick's backstory. I think they should tell him. Nick, oh, he's hot. He's hot. Honestly, <laughs> sorry babe if you're listening, but Nick is hot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure First Nick of all, is also like 19 years old. Satan, <laughs> Lucifer, holla at your girl, okay? Because you looking fire. <laughs> you looking good. <laughs> you looking I need to stop lusting over the devil. Woo. Honestly, the people that they get play to like, the people that they get to play Satan be looking so good. Like the guy that plays Satan in Lucifer could get the business, honestly. But you know what? We have a lot to discuss. <laughs> so we're yes. But point point of this portion was to highlight four movies. Halloween, well, the Halloween series with Michael Myers, The Shining, whew, that is so scary, Hocus Pocus, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Honestly, before we segue into, like, where we went to and, like, the haunted places and stuff, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger gave me literal nightmares. Like, Freddy Krueger nightmares. is my, is in the top two of my favorite horror movie characters. He's he's legit scary. Like I would rather have Chucky <laughs> chase me <laughs> like for twenty miles 
like on my heels than to fall asleep and have Freddy Krueger. Like, First off, I'm not letting Chucky chase me when he's a doll. <laughs> I would rather have, though. That's the thing. If I had to choose between getting chased by Chucky and letting Freddy Krueger evade my nightmares or my dreams, I'm choosing Chucky. That's I mean, cool. of course, who wants to <laughs> have their nightmares, their dreams invaded? Oh, my God. Albie looks so cute for Halloween. Her and her boyfriend. I'm sorry. I'm all on Instagram while on this podcast. <laughs> but Albie, girl, y'all looking cute. But Shout like, out to Albie. Shout out to Albie. That's our um sister. All right. Let me get off of Instagram. Okay. All right. So that is it for the movies. But now we're going into the meat and bones of this podcast, which is the haunted places section. Um, so as you guys know, this podcast is all about the places that we've been to um, and kind of talking about our experiences there and stuff like that. So this one is going to be a little different. Um, so during this portion, we are going to talk about haunted roads, haunted highways, things like that. So prior to us getting into where we've been, we're going to go over some of the haunted roads and stuff like that that we saw online and just give like a little brief description about them. So the way that it's going to go, as you guys know, Dan will read one. I'll read one and then we'll go into the story about where we've been. So uh, where we've been before going into like all the details we went to Fletchertown Road as um, we told you we gave, we gave you guys a little snippet yep we gave you guys a little episode. snippet exactly and then um this place uh, the second place is um Whipper Will and Coop Copper Copper Cooper Road it's something like that it's in New Jersey I went there when I was in high school um Dan never went but he lives in Jersey so I'm sure he'll probably make his way down there <laughs> um but yeah so we're <laughs> going to talk about those at the end so just sit back and listen to these haunted road stories so Dan you start okay so the first road we're talking about is Annie's Road which is another New Jersey road and Annie's Road is supposedly haunted by the ghost of a woman who was killed on the road many years ago. It is located in Tatawa, New Jersey, on the first half of Riverview Drive. Cool. So all those near the Tatawa area, um, definitely let us know if you've been on Annie's Road and if you've experienced anything haunting or chilling while driving down. Yep. Okay. Next one is Bay Yi Highway in Taiwan. So part of the provincial highway number nine, Bayi Highway connects Taipei and Yilan County. The highway used to be a fatal road in Taiwan due to bad road conditions. Lots of ghost money, and then in parentheses, just money, along the highway was a common sight in the past. The ghost money was scattered along the highway to appease the spirits. Recently, the highway became the most popular heavy motorcycle route in Taipei, and frequent fatal accidents accidents why alana why (laughs) (laughs) frequent fatal accidents continue to mount there on our next stop we're taking a trip to switzerland to belchen tunnel so in belchen tunnel there are there was appeared to have been sightings of an old woman dressed in all white who supposedly haunts the tunnel Okay, next one is Boy Scout Lane, and that's in the United States. So Boy Scout Lane is in Wisconsin. 
and it's a dead-end road with no outlet. A number of ghost stories in urban legends have become associated with the road, including the fictional deaths of a troop of Boy Scouts. The area has been the subject of several paranormal investigation and has been a haunt for local youths. However, there are no records of fatalities or mysterious disappearances on or around Boy Scout Lane. Dead-end roads always give me this, like, the wrong <laughs> turn vibe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's super eerie. Like you're driving down the, you're in a forest or a forest-like setting. You just drive and make a wrong turn Mm-mm. and hit a dead end. And somebody just comes out and grabs you. <laughs> right. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. And Ready? another road in Wisconsin is Bray Road, mm. El- Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and it's infamously known for being the home of what people call the Beast of Bray Road. Jeez, I wonder what the Beast of Bray Road is, though. Can you Google that really quick? Yeah, let me see. Beast of Bray Road. Like, there's a movie about it. <laughs> mm. uh, it's a creature reported in 1936 on a rural road outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Ooh. It sort of looks like a werewolf. Ooh. And there apparently was a movie titled The Beast of Bray Road that was made in 2005. What? I need to look this up. Another one remade in 2018. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. Are these like local movies or something? It must have been a low budget. <laughs> like, no budget movies. Never heard of them. Ever. Never. Got it on Prime Video? I can't. Okay, we definitely are watching that. <laughs> we need to figure out what that is about. But um, yeah, the next one is Clinton Road in West Milford, Passaic County, New Jersey. So this road is a subject of local folklore that includes alleged sightings of ghosts, strange creatures, gatherings of witches, my girls, Satanists, and the Ku Klux Klan. Supposedly, if you go to one of the bridges at the reservoir and throw a penny into the water within a minute, it will be thrown back out at you by the ghost of a boy who drowned while swimming below or had fallen in while sitting on the edge of the bridge. In some tellings, an apparition is also seen. In others, the ghost pushes the teller into the water if he or she looks over the side of the bridge in order to save him. See, I know people that live in Passaic County, so I'm definitely going to hit them up like, listen, I need you to check out this road. <laughs> I mean, can you check it out? You're still in New Jersey. True. I mean, that's a drive north, though. <laughs> it's all for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all for the podcast. <laughs> I'm just having to go with me. Okay, the next is Devil's Washbowl Road in Moortown, Vermont. So this is connected to the tale of a pig-human hybrid entity known as the Pigman. Mm, what the heck? That people have, I guess, reported that they've spotted a half-pig, half-man person roaming about the road. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's kind of sound like, you know, the Fletchertown Road thing where it's like... Right. I was just thinking that <laughs> That's interesting. So the next one, whew, it's a lengthy one. Um, Edmonds Road, Jeremy Swamp Road, Marginal Road, Sawmill City Road, Velvet Street, and Zion Hill Road in Connecticut. 
So all these Connecticut roads are connected to legends of melon heads, sawmill, and velvet are commonly referred to by residents as Dracula Drive. So I look more this, melon heads. Um, yeah, so I kind of looked this up. And let's see. Growing up in Milford, one of the local stories we all heard about was a group of giant head mutants who lived on the outskirts of town. A band of inbred freaks who were ready to pray deliverance down whoever was careless or unfortunate enough to wander into their midst. Giving me oh, wrong. No, that's the wrong turn vibes. They're all wrong turn vibes. <laughs> if you haven't watched the wrong turn, please go watch it. And this is exactly what they. This is either this is a story that was brought about because of the wrong turn, or vice versa. Yeah. So it's saying like. Um, this person who wrote the story said that they read some literature um, a few years ago talking about how this group is actually an isolated Appalachian mountain people um, called the Melangin. In short, it's believed the Melangin are mixed race descendants of European outcasts, freed slaves and Native Americans, uh, the damned of early American society that stayed to themselves and produced with each other that gave their people that extraordinary melon head appearance oh that's really scary yeah i I can't imagine like driving along the road and seeing something like that Mm. yeah so but that is like a little scary actually i would definitely like to stay away from that (laughs) (laughs) for real i do not need the wrong turn to have it in real life Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and next up we have jamestown road in jamestown north carolina and this road is the subject of a local folklore regarding a vanishing hitchhiker known as Lydia. So if you're ever driving along this road and you come across or you see a hitchhiker and then you pass by and then your rearview mirror, they no longer are there, just know that that was Lydia. Mm, Lord. If I, I, first of all, I act like hitchhikers don't exist. I'm sorry, but... If I see one out there, I'm just driving straight past. I don't even look like. Oh, I'm I'm the same way. I've seen too many movies to <laughs> pick up pick up a hitchhiker. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot. No, no, not especially not. when Ubers exist now. Not I in need my y'all car. to call Uber. Not in my car. Mm-mm. If you want to ride, I will call the cops for you, and they can pick That's you up. That's it. I will call the cops, and the state trooper will be there to give you a ride to wherever you need to go. And a place to stay. <laughs> Behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next road is Mount Misery Road, Sweet Hollow Road in Huntington, New York. So Mount Misery Road and Sweet Hollow Road in Huntington, New York are both subjects of local folklore, including but not limited to the tales of Mary's grave, supposedly located on the cemetery on Sweet Hollow Road. A ghostly police officer with the back of his head missing and a ghost from a burned down mental asylum are there. Oh, they got a lot going on over there. A lot. A whole lot. <laughs> and now we're taking a little trip outside of the U.S. to the U.K. And we got Flash Lane, Darley Moor. So the quiet country lane near Darlingdale in Derbyshire is reputedly haunted by a headless horseman who is seen in the 1990s along with supposed sightings of UFOs and Black Panthers in the area. It is reported that locals are afraid to use the road. Mm. If people are afraid to use a road, <laughs> that right. is telling of something. 
Literally. I would if somebody tells me like don't go on that road, I'm gonna be like, uh, okay, that's fine. You'd probably be like, Why? <laughs> I don't need to know why. If you're telling me not to go up there, then I'm not going. That's all. I don't need any explanation whatsoever. But let's see. The next one is we're continuing the theme in the United Kingdom and it is the A11 Thetford Bypass. So I'm going to try to do this in a British accent. Oh gosh. The A11 dual carriageway. Oh, it's so bad. Thetford Bypass is reputedly haunted by a phantom gamekeeper appearing on car bonnets whilst waiting at a traffic light. One (laughs) witnessed a car from the 1930s pass and vanish the road has been known to unsettle passengers and drivers creating a sense of lethargy girl you sound like siri trying to do a british accent i'm literally saying all these united kingdom ones with this accent so get with it or get lost the last one no really uh so now we have the a21 seven oaks bypass and this is report. This road is reputedly haunted by ghostly slip roads, which lead drivers into oncoming traffic and ultimately their deaths. Mm. That's bad. This is like different. It's not, it's not like actual ghosts. It's a horrid. It's like ghostly slip roads. Bad experience. Oh my god. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> Okay, the next road is A22 Carterham Bypass in United Kingdom. On a certain section of the Carterham Bypass, spectral females have been seen in the carriageway and crossing the road. Hmm. Mm, spectral, spectral females. females. Hmm. No, not to go in there. And if I see some women, I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> Transparent women walking right. around. Hmm. And then there's the 838, A38 road, which according to legend, phantom hitchhikers have been reported since the 1950s. On the A38 road between Wellington and Taunton in Somerset, one tale holds that in 1958, a lorry driver named Harry, or Harold in some tellings, Unsworth, saw a hitchhiker he'd given a ride to earlier reappear miles down the road from where he dropped him off. Hmm. Okay. A61, Unstoned Drone Field Bypass in the United Kingdom. Cars heading northbound past Monkwood are known to suddenly veer off down an embankment just a few feet before the crash barrier starts. The bypass is also believed to be haunted as a result of horrific fatal injuries sustained in accidents. There's a lot of haunted roads in the UK. Ooh, honestly, I feel like we can skip a couple of them because there's a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> okay, so we'll go we'll go to Croatia next. Yeah, let's skip and go to Croatia. So the A3 motorway, the section this section of A3 motorway in Croatia between Stara Petrova Selo and Nova Gradiska is believed to be haunted due to high number of accidents and paranormal encounters. It is a section where singer Tose Poreski and actors Dolores Mombasa lost their lives. Mm. Wow. The next one is E8 Expressway in Malaysia. The E8 Expressway, also known as the Kuala Lumpur Karak Expressway, is reportedly one of the most haunted highways in the world. Do you hear that? In the world. Though there has 
been no direct evidence of such manifestations, it is claimed that many people driving late at night see strange creatures. A lost schoolboy and Pontianat Pontian I am going to butcher this Pontianac on this road. There's also sightings of a driverless yellow Volkswagen Beetle that appears from nowhere. Now they said a driverless yellow Tesla. <laughs> we know <laughs> that's the thing now. So automation, okay? Automation. <laughs> now we have Rama Nine Road or Rama IX Road. Not sure how they want to go about doing that in Thailand. And so in 2016, a ghost of a woman was mm. spotted on this road in Bangkok. And the footage was captured by photojournalist Powered Kapkul and went viral on social media. So we will post footage of that on our Instagram so that yes. you guys can see that as well. Yep. Okay, the next one is Tun Mun Road in Hong Kong. I'm probably butchering this. I'm so bad with this stuff. Um, Tun Mun Road is reportedly one of the most deadliest highways in Hong Kong. Locals said that the ghost caused by accidents that happened on the highway. Now in Casablanca Tunnel in Indonesia. So there's an underpass located in East Jakarta, Indonesia. And it's one of the most reportedly haunted tunnels in the country. Mm. And has become a famous urban legend among locals. So the locals believe the tunnel was once a mass grave. And there are reported sightings of a Pontianac who was raped and killed before the underpass was constructed. Ooh. Okay. Woo, this name. I am bitching <laughs> it. <laughs> really are. I cannot wait to hear this. Okay. <laughs> okay. My Indonesian people. <laughs> I am sorry in advance. Okay. So this road, Singsikimpek. Perwakarta Padalarang Toll Road in Indonesia. Sikampek Perwakarta Padalarang Toll Road is a toll road in West Java Province, Indonesia, connecting the Perwakarta Perwakarta Regency and Bandung. The accident are quite common. Uh, accidents are quite common on the road between. Um, 70 kilometers and 100 kilometers, especially in kilometer 97, the road known as Jalan Tengkorak or Skull Road by locals. Um, And honestly, I laugh when I'm nervous, so don't take (laughs) to me like laughing at the language or anything like that. I just knew I was going to butcher it and I was going to be embarrassed by it. Next. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why you said kilometer instead of kilometer. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Anyway, on the N9 road in South Africa, which is the road between Uniondale and Willowmore, in the semi-desert area of um, the Karoo, um, there's a story of the Uniondale Phantom Hitchhiker, a girl named Marie Charlotte Rue, who allegedly died in a road accident on, her, on a particular stretch of the N9 mm-hmm. on April 12, 1968, which was Good Friday. Goodness. Okay, the last and final one is National Highway 33 in Jharkhand, India. So Ranchi Jamshedpur 
National Highway 33 in Jarkin is supposedly haunted by because 245 people have died there since 2010. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. A lot. A lot of people. That's well, yeah, well, I don't even know what to say because leave. that's only nine years going on ten. That's a lot of people so, on the road. If any of you have traveled to any of these areas and have experienced some of these haunted roads, or if there's a road that you experienced that we haven't talked about, let us know, tag us in a post, mention us on Instagram, DM us, and we'll share it. Yep. Okay, so here is whew, what we've been waiting for. We are going to talk about Fletchertown Road in Bowie, Maryland, which is where I am, and then Whipper Will slash Cooper Road in Middletown, New Jersey. So let's talk about Fletchertown Road first. So before we even get into like what happened there, we should just let you know that I physically went there. <laughs> Dan went there by FaceTime. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was FaceTiming the whole session and I had to picture Well, not even the whole FaceTime. session because remember my phone kept like you yeah, kept out. putting out and um but yeah, so he was so what happened was he came down. We were going out for my cousin's birthday. And she lives about an hour and thirty minutes away from me. And so we planned on, you know, going out to eat, going bowling, and then just like driving back to Bowie, Maryland, which is closer to where I live, um, and then just driving back to her. But my cousin, who is very fearful of the spooky stuff, was just kinda like, No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so she's not yeah. about it at all yeah so we um ended up just deciding to do it um one of the days uh, after I got home from work so I forgot what day of the week it was but um I was kind of putting it off because I'm like damn I don't want to go by myself I'm scared <laughs> because if something pops out like that's it like I'm gonna have a heart attack and then I'm gonna crash my car and like <laughs> like it's just gonna be all this stuff <laughs> so, I'm about to call the cops from oh New Jersey about right. a Maryland accident. And they're gonna be like, what was she doing on this road? Like she has no reason to be near here. So um so yeah, so one night I was just like, you know what, Dan, I'm gonna go. Like I'm just gonna pack myself up and go. So I put on my pajamas, headed out, and I remember I'm sitting in the car and I'm on FaceTime with him. And I'm like, Dan, I'm so nervous. Oh my God, like I'm so nervous. Freaking and I like before she even got there. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I got something to fix this, to fix these nerves. Pop girl. <laughs> Pop my anxiety medication. And I was good. Honestly, I was fine. Like, and I was explaining to him while I was on the phone, like once it kicked in, like mentally, I knew that like I was anxious, but like, because I took the medication, my body wasn't feeling it. So like, I didn't get the heart racing or the sweats or like the shakes or anything like that. Like I was, my body was pretty calm, but like mentally I knew that I was going to be put in a situation that was going to make me anxious and nervous. Um, so Dan, you want to tell about like your perspective of this? Because like, since I was the one that was there or should it, do you want me to just continue telling about like my portion of it? Well, I mean, I was sort of in and out of the experience because her phone kept cutting off and hanging up. So then I constantly had to keep like trying to call her back. Um, 
But then she eventually got to the room. And unfortunately, we did not encounter mm-hmm. the goat man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But we did figure out that the area has high real estate. <laughs> <laughs> For the rich people. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we did not encounter anything paranormal. So the story behind this road is that um, apparently uh, you will encounter, like, a half goat slash half human thing. And this thing has been responsible for, like, hundreds of murders. Um, Never said murders of humans, but just murders. Uh, So, like, animals and things like that nature. Um, And I rode up and down that road like a good six to seven times. Um, It's not that long. Um, I would say it's about like a mile long, if that. Um, So like I just kind of rode up and down it. It is very dark. Um, I pulled to the side of the road. I'll actually post the video of what I took. I think I sent that to Dan. Dan took some screenshots as well while on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually, like I said, like Dan and I are pretty open to like this paranormal stuff. Um, but I didn't get any feelings. I didn't feel that like this was, um, haunted. I didn't feel like there was anything crazy on the road. So my thought process with this is that this is literally just folklore. This is literally just, you know, local talk. It's not really something that has happened there. Um, I'm not trying to say that people are lying about what they have seen, but I'm saying that they could just be exaggerating by what they have seen. Um, I didn't feel anything while I was there. Like, absolutely. It's very likely it's one of those stories that parents just tell their kids to just yeah. keep from that area to scare them. Probably. But I mean, the the only weird thing that I can say happened was I could not use my phone on the road like whatsoever. As soon as I reached a point where I was no longer on the road, my phone would start working. But while I was on the road, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that just had to do with service because it's like a super woodsy area or something like that. Um, but that was the only weird thing. Like, it wasn't acting fuzzy, but it was just kind of like every time I went to go like call or try to call my brother, um, it would just automatically disconnect. Yeah. And my my iPhone is pretty crappy anyway, so Apple, holla at me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, iPhone overheats often, um, constantly hangs up, so it could just have just been my phone in that situation. But um, yeah, that was Fletchertown Road. Um, Dan, do you have anything else to add to this one? I mean, I feel like it's it was a little honestly for me it was a little disappointing because like I was so hyped you know that I'm the like with the potential to see something scary and the fact that nothing happened mm-hmm. was like yeah like I drove 30 minutes for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like well, dang my thing I was expecting it to be like a very like I thought it would be more woodsy than it was yeah like I I expected it like to be able like, to drive through the woods mm. and this was the road. But that um, wasn't the case. No, it literally was like you're riding down like a residential highway and you're on one road and then like you hit a corner and then Fletchertown Road starts. And then you're just mm-hmm. continually continuously driving down this residential highway. So it's like that first half, like there were more homes and stuff like that, of course. That second half, it was like less homes, more, you know, more trees, less light. Like there were that that's the thing on the Fletchertown road portion there was minimal light like the only light you could see was 
your car lights pretty much. Um, or if like one of the homes had like their light on, but other than that, you can really see much. But once you hit, um, the other half of the road, which was no longer Fletcher town road was where you saw like the condos and like the townhomes mm-hmm. and like the big houses and stuff like that. Um, so it was more light there. So maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe we went on a, a on a bad day or something like that. Maybe Halloween night would have been the best night to go. Um, but yeah, we went and nothing really, nothing really jumped out at me. Nothing at all. Nothing happened. So it was a little disappointing, but I mean, I'm also very happy that nothing jumped out because that would have been a very bad scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also what we, what we do with this podcast. We like to go out and see for ourselves what happens and to report back. Yeah. But so I mean, not to say that like, if you go, you won't see something. Yeah. So it's just like our experience, like going and nothing happening. But this next place, however, <laughs> you do have <laughs> some story. About. I do have a story about that. So, uh, Whipper will, if you are from Monmouth County or Ocean County, you have heard about Whipper Will. So I guess in my generation, so I'm 28. Um, my brother didn't know much about it. So Dan is 26, which is weird. He's only two years younger than me, but he didn't know much about Whipper Will. But well, Whipper I knew Will, about it. But... Oh, really? I thought when I brought it up, you were kind of just like, what's that? No, I, I knew about Whipper Will, but I just wasn't with you guys when you went. I literally thought you didn't know because when I brought it up, you were just kind of like, what are you talking about? Girl, that's because you, you, uh, you didn't say Whipper Will at first. <laughs> I could have sworn I said, I mean, yeah, whatever. But yeah, so this road, um, this was kind of like during Halloween night or just like during like the fall in general at night. This was like the road that teens would go on to like check to see if like the folklore was true. So According to, like, legend, like, Wolverwool Road is, like, haunted. And, like, if you turn your car off um, while you're on the bridge of this road, you won't be able to turn it back on. Or if you, like, go there, go there at a certain time of night or something like that, you'll hear, like, a baby crying. Like, and it's, like, a baby that has, like, passed away, like, years and years and years and years ago. Um, and so my story with this is basically... Um, when I was in high school, uh, a couple of my cousins and I, uh, my cousin Courtney, my cousin Terrence, um, and then like a couple of our friends went to this Whipper Town, Whipper Town, Whipper Will, um, road in Middletown. So it was really late at night and I think it had to be like 15 or 16 at the time. And everybody's like gassing it up, like, yeah, you know, like you're gonna be scared. Da, 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 da. We went here, nothing happened though, but like it's scary, it's dark. And like when you go to this road, it's like pitch black. You turn off your car, like to make it scary, you're supposed to like turn off your car, turn off the lights, and just sit in silence. So that's what we did. So I'm in the back seat. We're on this, you know, we're like on this like kind of dirt roadish bridge looking thing. Um, and turn my cousin turns the car off we're sitting there everybody's like be quiet be quiet be quiet like so we can hear it and we're quiet it's like a few like I want to say maybe like one to two minutes go by we don't hear anything and then all of a sudden like the car starts to like shake a little bit and we're all like what the fuck was that (laughs) like what the hell was that like what's going on and then all of a sudden we actually hear like this baby crying 
like we legit hear the baby crying and we're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So we're like freaking out. And like my cousin goes to like start the car, but then she like, it's, you have to think about like horror movies, like the person trying to like put their keys into the hole, but like they're so shaken up that like they drop the keys. And so mind you, we never got out the car. We were still in the car. But, like, the car is shaking. So, you know how, like, sometimes you pull on, like, the side of, like, the highway and cars are riding next to you and your car, like, shakes a little bit? That's kind of what the car was doing. But we were the only cars on the road, car on the road. So, my cousin picked up the key again and she, like, puts it in the thing. And she's, like, saying, like, guys, the car's not working. The car's not working. We think she's kidding. And, like, the car is really stalling. And we're, like, oh, my God. Like, this is not happening to us right now. (laughs) So, then she finally gets the car to work and we, like zoom the f out of there like we zoomed and I'm, i have never been back to that road ever since like ever since my other cousin maisha she went on this road and she said the same thing happened to her like minus the car not starting but they heard the baby crying so yeah dan never went but i need him to go so he can experience i definitely have to go yeah take take someone with you don't go by yourself because like some other stuff is that like the Ku Klux Klan um, meets out there sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, as a black man, that might not be a good idea to go by yourself. Right. But yeah, so um, before we ended this, we kind of wanted to give some, because we're both from New Jersey, we kind of wanted to give um, some local stories of people who have uh, lived near the road, been on it, and things like that. So, Dan, do you want to start off? Yes, this first story says. I've lived down the street from Whipperville Valley, Valley Road for 17 years and have heard numerous stories about the road. The weirdest thing I've heard about the road is that you tra- if you travel along it at night and stop or shut off your car, you'll hear a baby cry or what sounds like a baby crying somewhere in the distance and your car will not start up again. So that's very similar to what happened to us. What happened to y'all. <laughs> oh my God, that was so scary. I'll never forget that. That was like, what, 2005, 2006? It's 2019 now, years ago. I haven't been on that road since. Probably will never go on that road again. <laughs> okay. It's a one and done thing. <laughs> Literally. Um, so this next um, story is by Kelly and Lisa. And they say, my friends and I ghost hunt. That is in quotes, kind of like what Dan and I do. <laughs> <laughs> and look for weird places every chance we get. On Friday the 13th, we decided to take a ride on the infamous Cooper Road in Middletown. Legend has it that a baby drowned in the water under the bridge that is known as Cry Baby Bridge. And at 1 a.m., you can hear the baby cry. It also says that if you stop on the bridge and turn your car off, it won't start up again. So at 12.45 a.m., we decided that we'd stop on the bridge and see if the legend held true. Two of my friends got out of the pickup truck while I stayed inside. My back towards the right side of the bridge and my window tightly rolled up. Unexpectedly, I felt a cool breeze on my neck. The driver's side window was open with my friend standing outside of it. I told him to look behind me. When he did so, his mouth dropped and we all heard what sounded like a 400-pound man running through a foot of water. We all screamed and my friends immediately leaped back into the bed of the truck. I got behind the wheel and sped off without turning on the headlights until I reached the end of the road. To this day, my friend still swears he saw a man's shadow behind me. So, so far, the common theme is that, like, you hear a baby cry and that the, the car is not supposed to turn on, turn back on. Yeah. It's really interesting that this is keeping, like, the theme with the story, though. But the shadow man was <laughs> something else. So right. this one is the Whipperwill car jump. So a 
kid on my floor here at Rutgers with Spurs and with Rutgers University you? has gone to Whippoorwill Valley Road many times. He's actually witnessed people in Ku Klux Klan uniforms patrolling the road on horseback. A classmate of his in high school once went to the road and had the entrance of the road blocked off by a man on horseback. Luckily, the girl was driving one of those SUVs and knocked over a fence to escape. And the most incredible story he told me about this road involved his cousin. He was driving a van down the road and someone actually leapt out of a tree and landed on top of his car. Mm-mm. That's wild. First off, <laughs> if I'm on this road and people in Ku Klux Klan uniforms Mm-mm. aren't trying to let me go, Ooh. I'm running them over. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> Uh, if anybody's on this road and doesn't let me out, they're getting run over. That's, I don't care what costume you're in. If you're in a costume, ain't in a costume, you are letting me off this road. And that, and that's that. Literally on that. That is it. On with, with the girl in our in our um, rating say on Pennywise. On Pennywise. On Pennywise. You're getting run over. <laughs> Shoot. Mm-mm. So the next story is from Moon Baby. And it is titled The Witches Beneath Whippoorwill Valley Road. This sounds like a story I'd like to read. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back in the 1800s, there were seven farmers who accused 15 women of being witches. They had a town trial and decided to burn these supposed witches at the stake. They were burned, then buried six feet under. Before the witches were burned, they put hexes on all the farmers who had accused them. And 10 months later, they all died of strange diseases. The farmers were buried 10 feet away from the witches, who were buried outside of the cemetery. Supposedly, when you drive down Whippoorwill Valley Road today, which is still a dirt road, like I said earlier, you will feel 15 bumps under your wheels. And on the way back, you will feel seven. We all know what or who those bumps are supposed to be. The really scary part of Whippoorwill Valley Road is the fact that when you drive down the road, there's a truck that appears out of nowhere and they will try to corner you. The people are dressed in KKK robes. This, my friend, is the truth. I experienced it myself in 1992, and that was the first and last time I went down Whippoorwill Valley Road. <laughs> Listen, these people out here doing way too mm. much. Literally. And now we have the Cooper Road phenomenon. So Cooper Road is also situated in Middletown, like we've discussed, not far from Liquor Road. And so down along this road, asphalt pavement ends leading off to a bumpy dirt and gravel road. And surrounding the area are various farms and dense forest land. Farms date back to when most of Middletown was rural rural farmland. And this is a ghost story involving hmm? Cooper Road. This ghost story hello? involving Cooper Hello? Dan? Alana? Dan? Hello? What just happened? I don't know. You tell me. Your mic, your your sound just literally cut completely out. I was hearing perfectly fine. No, your sound literally cut completely out. Like, went completely silent. I was like, did his freaking laptop die or something? <laughs> no, my laptop was still going strong. <laughs> that was so strange. Like, it literally was nothing for like a good 10 seconds. So, apparently, this is the ghost story involving Cooper Road that dates back to the time period back when there was, like, Middletown was all rural farmland. And as the story goes, following an affair with a neighboring farmer, a farm wife gave birth to a child, dying in the process. 
Her husband, enraged at her infidelity and saddened by her untimely death, hated the child both for its bastard heritage and the death of his wife. So a few months after her death, the husband killed the infant and threw its body into a local river in the Cooper Valley. And many Middletown residents swear to the fact that during the night, a car parked and turned off on the bridge over the river will be pushed across the Dan, pushed seriously? Across away from seriously. The water. Daniel. Alana. Dan. Yes. What the heck? <laughs> are you doing this on? No, seriously. Are you doing this on purpose? No. What are you talking about? Daniel, you're a joke. I honestly think you're doing this on purpose to like really <laughs> no, piss me off. For real, for real, not. Daniel. I'm just trying to tell a story. And you keep interrupting me. <laughs> I'm not interrupting you. Your your sound is cutting out. We'll see when we edit. Yeah, we will. <laughs> anyway, uh, the res- the residents will also swear that it is the ghost of the dead infant pushing them away from its watery grave. While it has become a rite of passage for many Middletown teenagers to experience this phenomenon, accounts of this occurrence are not limited to the young. Teachers, as well as older members of the community, can also account for the mysterious ghost infant pushing them to safety. Wow. So maybe that's the crying baby as well. Mm, maybe. But the fact that, like, your freaking sound kept cutting out, like, what the fuck was that? Girl, I'm convinced that it's something on your end. <laughs> it's going to be very okay when it comes to editing. We'll see. Mm. Oh, we'll see. But yeah, that was Whipperwill Valley Road and Fletchertown Road. Honestly, I can attest to the freaking stuff. Oh my God, I burp every single time I'm on this podcast. Gosh. Because you're gross. <laughs> I really am a gross. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was um, the places we've been. Um, I hope that if you are in the New Jersey area, you can get to Whipperwill Valley Road. If you are in the Maryland area, then you can get to Fletchertown Road. If you are not near either one of them, but know of any haunted roads, interstates, things of that nature, you can just get to them or let us know what they are. Let us know your experiences or let us know that you want us to visit them so we can get an idea of what they are. Yes. Sounds good? Good. All right. So everyone knows that we like to end all of our podcasts with a short story and we Once like to title this segment. Daniel I was about to say that in a scary voice no, you still can my goodness <laughs> so like I was saying we like to end our podcast and once upon a boo. was that scary or not at you tried. You tried. I did. I, I did. I tried. I did. I thought it was, in my head it was scarier, honestly. <laughs> I'll give you a, a boo with two O's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, last uh, podcast, I did my own personal short. Um, this week is Dan's personal short. I have not heard it yet. So we are. You have. Oh. You just don't remember here. <laughs> He keeps telling so, me this, but so it's from like four story, years ago. This story came about because we were on Snap, we were on our Snapchat group, and Alana wanted me to tell her a story. <laughs> so I, I was like, "What kind of story?" She she wanted to hear a scary story, so I had to make up a scary story. I was literally like 
texting this, making up what the I was texting. And this is the story that came about from it. So, here it goes. It was Vincent's first day of kindergarten. He was a little bummed about leaving his mom for the first time for school, so he sat by himself at recess. While eating his PB&J, a little girl by the name of Claire came in and introduced herself and sat right next to him. She gave him a picture of a family that she drew. He didn't recognize the picture, but the boy in the picture seemed to be him given that she drew the same color shorts and shirt and hair that he had. He smiled and thanked her for the picture. Claire nodded and skipped away. Vincent looked back down at the picture, and there next to him was Claire, wearing the same thing she was wearing. After recess, Vincent was happy he made a new friend. He went and told his teacher all about it and headed home smiling from ear to ear. He couldn't wait to show his mom. As soon as he got home, he rushed in and pulled the picture out of his bag and handed it to his mom. She asked him, who is this, with a grin. He responded, it's us and my friend Claire. So the mom asked him more questions about Claire as she became more suspicious. She got up and walked toward the fridge where there was a missing child ad in the newspaper that read, missing still after two years, Claire Jones. Claire is one of the kids that were missing due to the cult ritual a couple years back. She immediately ripped the picture and told Vincent to never speak of this again and forget about Claire. Why, mommy, he yelled. Because I said so. She stormed away and left Vincent sat in his bedroom. Then a knock at Vincent's window was heard. Vince walked over and found Claire standing outside on a branch. Why are you so sad, she asked. He responded, because my mommy won't let me be friends with you. Claire urged him to come outside and play anyway. She told him that if he just crawls through the window, his mom will never know. He left. All he had to do was lock his door. Vincent jumped in excitement over his new friend's idea. He reaches out for Claire's hand and crawled out. Just as, it, just as he was about to make contact, Claire moved her hand and Vincent fell out of his window, breaking his arms and legs and screaming in pain. Two seconds into screaming, he looks at his new friend Claire and in her place stands a seven-foot man with glowing red eyes and claws extending six inches from his fingers. He waves over to the real Claire to come over and as she stands next to this man, a pentagram appears below Vincent. No, yells his mom from his window up above. She runs downstairs, and as she runs towards her son, this man reaches out his hand, snapping her neck without ever making contact. The pentagram glows, and Vincent disappears, never to be seen again. The end. <laughs> so that was my short, scary story that I came with came up with on the fly. Hallelujah. So we appreciate all you guys for listening to us. Time out, time out, time out. Are you burning candles over there or something? Because I I feel like I'm hearing some like fire sizzling or something. I I am burning candles. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, what is that noise? It's like some lights, like some, some, like, is it a wood wick or something? It's a three wick candle. No, I said wood wick woodwick because usually the woodwick candles make it sound like it's like a campfire maybe i don't know i just know the flavor is called vampire's blood you know what never mind because you're not understanding <laughs> i know what you're talking about the type of wick that burning yeah but you said it's three wick so I'm i don't think it's i don't think it's woodwick i don't know though 
it would look like a piece of wood in the middle of your candle. I really did. I just lit it and kept it pushing. I didn't really look at it. Okay. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but we're going to hear some fire sounds. Sound <laughs> well, good, because it was like, I just saw the campfire story. Let's sit around the campfire and let's sing a campfire song. A-C-A-C-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We want to wish you again a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's spooky season, so go out and enjoy. Spooky. I'm going to get this scary voice down pat, okay? I can't. I can't. You should have practiced this before today's episode. I did practice, and this is what I came up with. Gotcha. <laughs> but yes, like Daniel said, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, oh my God, what's our tagline, Dan? <laughs> thank you for listening to Hide and Sleep, where humor meets horror. Meets horror. <laughs>